This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to Come On Kinds. We are on season five, episode number 14. There's a little bit of an echo in the hall this evening because we are live here from Palmerstown in Dixborough GAA Club for this very special preview show for the upcoming Leinster Senior Camogie Final that will be on at the weekend. And I'm delighted to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Anya Farrell. Anya, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Martin. How are you? I am great. We're on the road. You missed the road last year. No, I didn't. You we're did. In you the were village. in the village. Were you in the village last yeah, year? Yeah, I was. We had we had Teasy and Mary. I don't and remember you in the village last. That can yeah. tell you. Yeah, we were in the village. There was good old crack there that night as well. Great to be on the road again. Yeah, it is absolutely great to be following um, a team into the depths of the winter now at this stage, and you know, great to have Kilkenny contingent heading into a Leinster Senior Club final. It certainly is. Well, we're going to get a little bit in-depth into that later on, but we have a couple of guests with us. One of them being, first of all, is Donal Carroll, and he's the manager of the Dixborough Camogie team. And we're going to see if we can get Donal on now. Donal. Martin. Manager of the Camogie team. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Great to be here in your home club. Uh, We can see lots of bunting around. The flag is coming in as well. Yeah. Great atmosphere around. Great for the club to be in the Leinster final. Ah, it is. Like, it's great. And you talk about the, the pictures on the wall. It's great to see some of the Camogie girls up. We have a Fela winning team. We have a couple of county teams up as well. You know, it's great to see it. And what's really great to see it is the two girls in the Kilkenny jerseys lifting the cup outside in the hall as well. It certainly is. Lots of famous names around these walls, whether it be male or female. I suppose for you, you have a busy time coming. The semi-final was two weeks ago. You had a two-week break. The first week, you're probably not going to be doing a hell of a lot of training. Recovery is the main aspect. What's been the build-up like for you now coming up this week? Well, in fairness, the build-up has been going since the quarter-final against Ballycallan. The the build-up has been going. You're only looking at the next match and then you recover from that and you're into a hard, very hard semi-final against Piltown. Then you're into the county final against Wangap and then you're on. So it's just, we're just going from week to week, really. Hope we don't get any injuries. Assess everything after the match. If we're still in the competition, then we just organise the next week. How's the girls after coming out to the semi-final? I went very well. It was a tough, tough game and you're really getting into winter hurling now. So the, the ground is that bit heavier. The scores aren't as easy to come by. The knocks are that bit sorer. And like we're on the road now for six or eight weeks without really a break. So they're starting to need to do the stretching, the foam rolling. We're concentrating on that nearly as much as the hurling at this stage. I suppose you've been unlucky because one of the famous names around this part would obviously be Lucinda Gann. She is the former captain of Kilkenny, won the All-Ireland in 2020. And for herself not to be a part of the team this year, picking up a freak injury in a game itself, disappointing for her. Uh, It is, but... Rumours of her demise might be exaggerated. (laughs) Are you giving us a scoop here now, Donald? No, no, no. She's back. She's back training with the crowd, you know. So she's, like we will say, she's, now she hasn't had any game time in a long time, but it is great to see her back in as part of the group. You know, she's, um, she's, uh, brings a great attitude and a great, you know, enthusiasm to it all. And she was very, very unlucky with the two injuries that she has gotten, but it is good to see her back with us now. It certainly is. Looking forward to the game coming the weekend. Oh yeah, sure. Why, why wouldn't you be? You know, it's, it's where we wanted to be. You know, it's great to have us back in a back in a Leinster final. Um, at the start of the year, we were just licking our wounds after the previous year. 
everything was a, a kind of a bonus after that. We're delighted to be there I and mean, just please God, it'll go well for us. Is that important to yourselves that you have that bit of experience being there a couple of years ago against Dowlett? Uh, look, it, it is. Um, we really feel that we didn't do ourselves justice. We were a bit slow getting out of the blocks that day. We were nine points to one down at half time. We managed just one puck of the ball away from winning the match at the end of it. Hopefully that uh, we won't be overawed by the occasion and we can do ourselves justice from the start of the match. Well, we're certainly looking forward to it and we know the club is looking forward to it as well. That brings me on to club issues. Ted Carroll is obviously the secretary of the club here in Dixborough. Ted, it's been a busy couple of weeks for yourself on the admin point of view and not only trying to get fixtures and make sure girls are in the right places and where games are on with weather conditions and all. Still, it's great though to be in a Leinster final. Sure, it's it's what it's all about. Um, there's a lot of work that goes on. It's still very busy at this time of year. And uh, look, it's 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 a sign of the bit of success that's there that you can stay. You're you're still occupied. There's um, look, there's a great atmosphere in the club. Um, there's been a great uh, support from the the hurling side over the last while, uh, hosting the 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 Leinster semi final against Martins. And uh, there's a there's a great excitement on the juvenile sections. So look, we're, we're, we're keeping on with it as long as we can go. It's why we do it. Uh, if we can keep the, the games going as long as we can, we'll, we'll, if we can go the whole way, it'll be great. But one game at a time as we go. The semi-final was on the pitch away to our left-hand side there. Brilliant crowd, brilliant atmosphere. How important was it to actually have the game at home? Like if that had to be away, you might not have got as much support in the place. The fact that it was at home you had huge support. It had to be a vital importance to you. There's always an advantage to, to being at home, to having the, the game in, in your own house. Um, and it was it was a, a great day for it. Um, as I said, there was there was fantastic support from, from all quarters of the club. And there was a great crowd there. Um, and we, we, we may well have needed it. Martins were a very good team. It was a very tough match. But uh, to come out on top was 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 a great a great occasion and a great achievement for us. Um, look, at this stage, it's it, that's done and it's history now already. So we're, we're just looking to, to Sunday to see if we can keep it going. Obviously, our work goes in being an administrator in the background and secretary of the club. There's a lot of paperwork to be done. Obviously, there's programme stuff to be sorted out and that for the weekend coming up as well. You're nearly as busy as Donald is. Uh, yeah, it, it, there there might be some that say I don't get it done quickly enough, maybe. But no, it happens. Uh, look, there's bits and pieces to be done. It's 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 par for the course. And uh, yeah, look, there's there's a, there's a good there's a good crew in the executive in the club. Uh, so there's a lot of people pulling in behind. It's it's uh, it's a uh, it's a group uh, effort for all of this. But um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll enjoy it as long as we go. You mentioned it's group effort. Obviously, you, you operate the one club here in Dixborough. So you have the back end of the GAA club as well, which has to be vital for yourselves as well. Not only facility-wise, being able to get access to the pitch, access to the gym in behind us, and support then as well. It it is. It's um, no, it's very much a community thing. I mean, the the, cl- the club is built on the families in it, and um, there, there's every 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 family in this club has a part to play and a place in the club, um, and we're one club since uh, the last four years now at this stage and it uh, it has helped it's helped hugely in the organization of the club the promotion of the game and uh, the support that we can give to all of our players boys and girls 
Um, and look, w- with that, we're a, we're a growing club. We're in a, an area that is developing. There's an awful lot of work that is uh, ahead of us to keep supporting everyone that will be here. Uh, and it'll take both both codes to, to, to support and to properly service what, what's coming. Anya, I'm going to come back to yourself. I'm going to come to Kay, Neve, and um, Kay, Neve, and uh, Anya there shortly. I have to look at my notes here in front of me. Obviously, it is a big weekend for the club. I mean, I've said it before. They were there a couple of years ago against Owlert. We were there in Abbottstown. It was a fantastic occasion. The club travelled. It was their first Leinster final at senior level. And it didn't really daunt them. Albeit, yes, they didn't get a good start, but they finished well. And apart from a puck of the ball, I mean, Kirsty pulled off a fantastic save mm-hmm. that day that I can remember as well. Experience being in a final is going to stand to these girls at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. I think when you look at it, it's kind of always the old saying, you have to lose one to win one. Um, and in this occasion, I think when you look at Dixborough, what they're after gaining in experience over the last two years, I think that's really going to stand to them this weekend. You know, they've, they're still a very, very young team. When you look at them on paper, you know, there's no like owl folk really running around on that field out there. But these girls, like when you look at them, they're, they're very different to a lot of the other clean, other teams that you look at. They've been so successful underage, right up to under 21. They have the backing of winning a couple of senior titles and it's the same cohort of players that are all there together. They're they're strong-minded and they they want they have this passion to succeed and to constantly like be at the top of their game. And you can see by them in the in the St. Martin's game here, like nothing ever daunted them, nothing ever phased them. You know, the first half was really like nearly free after free after free. And I suppose going in at half time, I think everybody in the crowd was kind of looking at it, going, Oh God, is this going to be a game of just freeze for a day? But I suppose that was weather dependent. And I listen, when Jenny Clifford lashed onto that goal, you know, in the second half, you could just see that. Dixborough started cruising then and you know I think coming out after that game and that was going to be a huge test for them I suppose the last time they'd come up against the Wexford team was in that in that Leinster final against Arlott Ball and we all remember Amy Clifford got an absolute screamer of a goal that day and it, it kind of brought it brought Dixborough right back into that and I think just having that experience these girls are now two years older on that as well and I think that's definitely going to stand to them. St Vincent's listen we've seen what St Vincent's did to Thomastown last year and I know the lads probably won't mind me saying it, but St. Vincent's are going to be red-hot favourites going into this. They are the current Leinster champions. But I think that's something that Dixborough won't mind. I think they're probably happy that they're not going to have the favourites tag on their back because, to be fair, they've probably had it on their back going into the for the whole county championship this this year. Um, so I think, yeah, listen, it's a great occasion. Any other club in Kilkenny at senior level would only give to be in their shoes right now, hurling right into the winter, preparing for a Leinster final. And, you know, after Leinster final this weekend, who knows you know, what could be what could be setting them up for. But I think this team, you can see by them, I've mentioned already, very well driven, very well coached, very structured. They know what they're doing. Um, they're a very close-knit group of girls and you'll see that through them all and everything about them is their their brothers, their sisters, their family unit. And I think that really epitomises it when they're on the field as well. Something stuck with me after interviewing um, Eva Prendergast the other day. She said to me, the county girls themselves, you don't really see them on the field because the club player nearly outplays the county player. Yeah. And I found that very strange because the county players have been going all year. Their fitness level is great, you know, not taking away from the club players or anything, but you'd be expecting a county player to lord the match and be the best player on the field and the whole lot. 
but it actually shows how down to earth that they are as well. Like that there's no, there's no stars, you know, it's not a county girl versus a club girl. They're all in this together. You know, everyone is the same. And I found that remarkable, especially from a group of players that is so young. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, I think that goes to show their attitude and, you know, what kind of players they are and the character that they've built around themselves. They don't take anything for granted. And you can look at a lot of them and they really enjoy going back to play with their club. And, you know, they... They're, they're serious role models. Like Dixborough have had numerous county players over the last couple of years. The last two senior captains that we've had that have lifted the O'Duffy Cup have been from Dixborough. So hopefully we're thinking this is a good omen heading into next year as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, they're they're just all about, like, I think, I don't know, would you agree, like bringing each other on? Like the, the girls come back, like Aoife, Kira, all the girls that have been with Kilkenny all year, they're all about bringing the other players on, especially the younger players, because like the majority of them have younger sisters on the team or younger cousins. And it's all about like continuing the success that Dixborough is going to have and really driving it on. But yeah, do you know what? She's so right. And I think that Aoife's very, uh, very much a genuine girl. And I think like, she just loves, she'd do anything for her club. And I think, you know, it kind of, you know, when John Milan is like, I love my county, I love my club, <laughs> you know, Aoife Prendergast certainly shows that. And it's not just Aoife, it's all the guards. It's the whole, whole Dixborough team as well. Like, they're very much, they're all stars in their own right. There's nobody kind of putting up their hand and saying, well, you know, I'm better than you, I'm bigger than you. They're doing it as a team and as a family together. Well, we have uh, Anya Mar, who's a former player here beside us as well. And she's uh, agreeing. I'm going to turn your microphone down a small little bit just with the echo is in here. It's hard to hear Anya. Anya, being on the sideline, is it more difficult to be watching the girls this year or would you rather be out there in the middle with them? Oh, God, tricky question. Um, well, I retired from it in 2018 and they went on to win it in 2019 <laughs> so I don't know whether I was holding them back or what but that one was a bit bittersweet but no it's like it's great to watch the girls they're such a good bunch of girls and as we've all been saying here tonight they're there's just such a gel between them and they're just great to watch and some like the likes of Aoife Pendergast and a few of them are just so good to drive on the team and they are a very balanced team I suppose they're like Martin's last weekend, I suppose, had a couple of very standout players, but I think the girls are just so balanced from 1 to 15 and even the extended panel. Um, but no, I'm happy enough, I think, to be on the sideline cheering them on. <laughs> You're part of a culture here within the club. You obviously, you get a hurl in your hand at a young age, maybe one and a half, two years of age, or brought up siblings along, bringing it to the pitch, <laughs> hitting it out in the back garden. What does it mean to a community to a club to actually have a team won in a county final, win your first county final and then progressing to possibly lifting a first ever Leinster title this weekend. Oh yeah, it's massive like and Dixborough is such a, a lovely club like um, it's just all about family, friends, it's just one big family I suppose and I was just thinking when we won the intermediate county final, I can't remember what year that was, um, there was four sets of sisters on it, you know, the Hogan's, the Tynan's, the Henricks and the Mars, the, you know, so it's all family. It's a real family orientated club. So, um, yeah, it just means so much. And it's great to have the sport. Like we were saying earlier, there was great sport here last weekend. And hopefully there'll be a big crowd up in Carlo now on Sunday. That bond between the players, that camaraderie ship, it's not fake. You know that there's nobody putting it on. You can tell that these girls, they really do gel together and they do play for one another. Oh yeah, they get on great together and you see it like just, they're, they're just a great bunch of girls. They just click, there's, they kind of socialise together outside of the game as well, I suppose. And it's always been like that. I mean, when we were playing with 
like that, the Hogan's, the Tynan's, we just always had great crack. There was always such a click, I suppose, between everyone. So, yeah, it's great. It's really important to have in a club, I suppose, yeah. Right, I'm going to move on there. Oh, microphones are making noise. Tom, you've had, uh, you've had players before. You've been coaching players. You've been part of this club for a long time. You've had family members. Your young fella has been played in county finals, etc., how much pride do you see with these girls in what they've achieved so far with their county titles and now playing in a second Leinster final? I suppose um, <clears throat> to get back to the start of it, I suppose um, a long time ago when we won our first junior championship, Anya, a tier two there, we had three sisters playing the three fries. And when we came into then after we came senior and the three fries came with us. And then it was always family, Kay's lads were playing, the Tynans were all all family and now back to this. But I would say over all the years that I'm involved in watching Camogie here with the borough, I was involved with good teams. But I'd say this bunch of girls are the best I ever saw. Some of them are the best hurlers. I have ever seen in the and we put a lot when I was coming in here <coughs> um I don't know whether the boys knew it or not, but Kay knew it. We met Brady McGarry, Brady Martin, and Brady was centre back on the first junior championship we won. Really? So she was, yeah. And the strange thing about it is she was marking Bridgie Mullally. And our second junior championship, when we won it a few years ago, Br- Bridgie Mullally was still playing. So they were. And yeah. from that, we're after going from strength to strength. And like, as you said, family is everything. I suppose I got involved with the Camogie team and I had no one playing. My lads were small and Kay's lads were young and we only had a young team. We won the junior championship back, our first junior championship. Brady McGarry was the oldest, I'd say, by 20 years. I hope she don't mind me saying that. Now, uh, that's the team, that's how young You're, you're getting yourself in trouble now, Tom, not us. <laughs> but that was just the team we had. There were just a young bunch of girls and we thought we were going to go. But when they started to go to college, they drifted away. And we got caught down in junior for a long, long time. and and uh, But that's how young everybody was at that stage coming. But then we come to later years then when the lads was in it, Kay and Phil had kept it all going. And like Neve and Anya are playing, they probably, they're playing senior since they were 12. Well, 1991 was your first junior win. 1991, was yeah. it? Just I was young then. <laughs> <laughs> You're still young as well, Tom. <laughs> no, but the, um, the lads were 12. We played a final of a tournament down in Bennett, the Bennett's Bridge tournament and we were stuck. And the two lads were played and they're playing since. Which which is, you know, wouldn't be allowed now. No, unfortunately not. my age they are. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> well, but, we, we're not going to ask that now either. This... Of all the good teams and everything, and we won the two junior championships with two very good teams, and we won the intermediate championship with a very good team, and I suppose our first senior championship was a very good team, but this team is the best I ever saw here in the borough. 
That's saying a lot now because you've seen a lot of teams pass through these gates. And I'm in her to please. <laughs> As I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are the best bunch of hurlers in every way. And I'm not going to name any of them individually or anything, but I have a big thing with left and right. That's every child playing the game of hurling or the game of camogie. That is the first thing. And by God, our team... And the strange thing about it, we have nobody cack-handed on our team. Well, actually, that's my next question I'm going to ask you, because you brought us back to all them years ago, back to 1991. You've seen the generations come through. Where do you think that the skill level is now compared to what it was back in the first county final you won? Oh, massive. Massively, particularly with this team, their skill level is unbelievable. As I said, there's no one... Cack-handed, Every, most of them are able to hit the ball left and right. And that is a massive thing in both hurling and camogie. Oh, it is to be able to hit the ball left and right. And I find, when you look out there, you see the kids trained or doing this, doing that. I think what they have to learn first is to learn left and right. And I think who it's a credit to the coaches that brought all these, I call them kids, these young girls come to play, Dorans, Ted's working, teaching them how to hit the ball left and right. Neve is here beside me and you'll know it is a huge thing in our house and I know it was a huge thing in Hogan's house and in Mar's house to be able to hit the ball left and right and everything else will come natural after that. But the skill level and the fitness level of and also the professionalism, what the lads brought to the team. Like Jim Kerwick brought it to a huge success here in the club over the years with underage and, and you know, he was involved every time we won the intermediate. And he brought the lads to the first senior final and then Donald and the lads brought it to the next level. And it's I think it's massive, but I really, really think these are the best group of players I ever saw in Dixborough. There's cer- there certainly have to be a lot of good coaches that's after come and pass it. I'm going to ask you to pass the baton along to your right-hand side over to Neve. Neve, what's it like growing up in the household? Oh, it was just hurling, pull, hurling. Pull, pull it up, small good woman. <laughs> it was woman. just hurling, hurling, hurling. There was nothing else between daddy making hurls and us out in the garden playing. Um, there was nothing else to our family. We didn't even know how to play any other sport. We didn't really know any other sport. <laughs> We tried a bit of uh, music when we went to Canis's, but that didn't work out for us. <laughs> <laughs> were you fussy when it came to the hurls? Like, was he able to make a decent oh, hurl? Oh, sure, we tried everything, but we weren't allowed to stay on. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, we only know Donahue hurls. We never had anything else. We saw different months when we went to primary school, all right, but we weren't, we didn't need them anyway. <laughs> I said it before, siblings like yourselves and the family, I mean, you're always out in the garden having dad involved with the, the teams, coaching. You're up in the field, you're still pucking a ball around. Like you say, you knew nothing else in it, but still, you obviously had a love of a game to keep going for so long. Yeah, I suppose like having siblings at home does a bit of competition as well. Like they always kind of keep you wanting to get the better of each other and I suppose our way of doing it was hurling in the garden and that was how we fought, it's how we played, it's everything we did. I suppose we drew, grew up on a street as well and there was a couple of houses around so um, it just it kept us all 
busy and I suppose it was just part of our life like um and then yeah we just all joined teams we're all Dixborough actually and uh yeah we just um kept it going and we still love it we're I'd say they're probably trying to see the back of me here in Dixborough at this stage but <laughs> I'm still hanging on was he ever involved coaching or managing a team that you were playing with yeah all of them when I was younger sure like we were <laughs> I suppose there was an Okmogee team when I started playing in Dixborough. We played street league with the boys. And then... Actually, that's, that's interesting now. And I want to ask you something because my sister was the very same, right? Do you think that any girl that starts out that comes up playing with the boys has a bit more toughness in them than if they start out with a Komogi team themselves? Well, I'm talking from my own experience. I definitely think it's judged me like... I will... I, I feel like myself, I'd be hardy enough, but I feel like it's probably going back to the start, like from when I was younger, like playing with boys. And <laughs> I'd put that into context for you now, very quick. <laughs> <laughs> There's five lads in our street and four of them hurled senior with tomorrow, and one of them hurled junior. And that's them who was the toughest on the street. <laughs> Was it was a pull force and ask questions later, Tom? Um, <laughs> there were never any questions asked. Oh, there weren't. But when you have girls and Anya's the same playing at home, and the the Italians were the same, they were all brought up with boys and the houses together, and the boys knew who the girls were. I can tell you that much. Did you ever find that Neve though? I mean, if you were out marking a fella, and the first thing he notices maybe is a ponytail and. He looks and he's wondering to himself, is this a boy? Is this a girl? The next thing he finds out is they're a girl. Did you ever find this, uh, I won't say there was a bit of banter, but did you ever find that he thought, oh Jesus, I'm marking a girl, this is going to be easy for me until you start playing and hurl them off the field then? Yeah, like uh, there probably was a little bit of that, like, but I suppose when you're that young, you're nearly all similar, like, and I suppose strength and speed and everything you're kind of not really outgrowing each other when you're too young but um that was up to under 12 I think um but yeah they probably thought they had an easy uh an easy battle but I don't know whether it worked out that way for them <laughs> had you ever a bit of devilment in you pardon had you ever got a bit of devilment in you oh I still have it <laughs> <laughs> Well, you certainly do, um, yeah. but it certainly doesn't do any harm. I mean, no, you know, not at all. No, you you grow no. up with fellas. You have to stand on your own. You have to, I suppose, not let them bully you around the place. Mm -hmm. When you go out then into a camogie pitch, you can see it, and I can tell straight mm -hmm. away what girls actually started playing with boys compared to the girls that started playing yeah. with the girls. But even now, like the girls now, I'm sure they didn't uh, grow up playing with the boys, but I tell you, you wouldn't tell the difference now when you're out with them. Mm. Like they're But they have brothers. Yeah, well. You can tell it, the yeah. people has the brothers playing yeah. the hurling as well. Yeah. <laughs> Great though for the community. Great Absolutely. to be involved in a, a final this weekend coming. Oh, really looking forward to it. Like that's all you want when you're playing is to just keep excelling and um, going further and further. And hopefully now this weekend we can finish the job. Am I right? Were you part of the last team in Abbottstown the last day they played Owlert? Uh I was part of it, yeah. And what was that like for a player? Um, I mean, your, your, your first ever Leinster final, you know, you were after winning the county title, you got to the Leinster final, big deal above in Abbottstown as well, the National Games Development Centre. Yeah. Playing Owlert the Ballock, huge team when it comes to Camogie. Yeah, it was like, it nearly felt like you were, well, for myself, stepping out of your 
league. Like, you know, we'd never really played outside of Kenny before um, in such a big game. We'd played semi-final, like, and uh, to go to a final and then in a what felt like an arena, which was Abbottstown. Like, it was just, it was nearly like a dream for a club player, like, to play in such a big stage. Um, unfortunately, on the day, it didn't work out for us, but we gave it everything in the end. Um, and we're just delighted to be back there again, have another shot at this weekend, and hopefully we can do the job. We'll come back to Kay in a minute. I'm going to ask you the same question. Yeah. Um, players beginning starting out with boys. Yeah. There's a bit of steelness to them. Yeah, I love it. It's great. It toughens them up, like... And it does, and I think like any any girl, I suppose, probably more so, I'd say our era had the, and we're still very young. Um, we've de- we definitely played against the boys and like in primary schools or whatever the case may be. And I think it's like the boys kind of look at you and they they kind of throw their eyes up to heaven and they think like, oh God, like they're nearly half insulted that they have to mark a girl. And I think, well, definitely for me because you know the fahi stubbornness certainly broke out in me because I'd be getting thick because they'd be nearly making a mockery of you. Um, but I definitely, I do. I think it definitely, you know, it it kind of hyped you up more so for the game. It gave you that bit of toughness, and I suppose like your reactions were definitely a lot faster compared to I suppose maybe teams, maybe guys that hadn't the opportunity to play on the boys' team or play with the boys. Like I remember even growing up when we were playing like, you know, under 16 county, minor county, like we'd often get a challenge match against a boys club team. And like, they might be under, it might be an under 14 boys club team or whatever the case may be. And by God, you'd, it was definitely better than a lot of challenge matches you played because just the pace of the game and, you know, I suppose their skill or whatever, but like, and and the toughness and the physicality and sure, then you'd have like, you know, if you went out there and if you flattened a fella, you'd have all the other boys like, you know, kind of giving out to him, going, (laughs) oh, a girl flattened you or whatever the case may be. But yeah, certainly I think it does bring a bit of toughness into it. And like, I think to be fair, I think that's what all Camogie players want. They want the game to be a lot more physical you know, than it's currently allowed. I think, you know, we don't want to be wrapped up in cotton wool and protected. You know, we're out there with a hurling ball and we want to play, want to play just as tough as the lads want to play as well. And I think, thankfully, the rules are starting to some way adjust to the fact that we can bring in a little bit more physicality. And I think certainly it's seen a a huge improvement in the game. Like, I I don't think, you know, if it's our choice when we cross that white line with a hurling ball that we want to be as physical as we want, we don't need to be wrapped up in cotton wool anyway. Right, let's delve into the depths of the game coming up at the weekend. Mm -hmm. Where's this match going to be won or lost? Where's the matchups? Because we know some of the players from Dublin. We know obviously the players from Dixborough. Matchup wise, where are we looking at the big matchups and we'll get the predictions then later on? Because I still have to talk to Kay yet. We haven't even (laughs) delved into that. I think, um, you know, certainly when you look at St. Vincent's, they're a big physical team and I'm sure like you're not going to mind me saying like when you look at the the St. Vincent girls compared to the Dixborough girls like they are a lot smaller in statue and like you're looking at these big women coming out in from Dixborough or from St. Vincent's and like they are fantastic hurlers but definitely I think there's certainly two players that you know you're going to have to keep an eye on Muir and Keller and around the middle of the field but I think like Dixborough certainly this year have been nailing down that position and they've certainly been able to man mark the threats that have come out there and the likes of Katie Power with Piltown and the likes of Kira O'Connor here with St. Martins that they certainly had their homework done on that but I think really the 
the biggest threat with St. Vincent's, like she has been with Dublin Camogie, is going to be Ashling Maher. Mm-hmm. Like she's a powerhouse of a player. She's definitely probably one of the greatest players to ever come out of Dublin. Definitely one of the top players in the, across the country now at this stage. And it'll be very interesting to see where she where she plays. Like, is she going to be sitting in on that full forward line or is she going to be roaming around the half forward line? Because, you know, she's a type of a player, like if you put her in for 10 minutes into the full forward line, she could cause serious damage. But you look at Dixborough's full back line, like, you know, they're, they're tight, they're tough, they're aggressive. You know, I wouldn't like to be getting a belt off any of them, to be fair. But, you know, it'd be very interesting to see what Ashing Mar wants. And I think or what Ashing Mar is going to do, I think, you know, it's all going to be like, I wouldn't be kind of going down the route of focusing solely on her. Like the girls obviously have to play their own game, but she's definitely a player that has to be watched at, at all lengths. Um, like she can score from anywhere. Discipline, I think, is going to be a huge thing on the day as well for Dixborough. Like she is a serious free taker. We've seen Eva Prendergast here just a shootout here in the first 30 minutes between Eva Prendergast and Kira O'Connor. And I have to say, Eva Prendergast frees. There was a fella beside me, I don't know who he was, two old lads standing beside me just at the rail there. And they were like, they're giving an exhibition of free taking here today. Because with the wind and the weather that was there, they really, really did. Both players did. Um, so I think Dixborough are going to have to be, you know, very, you know, cautious, very disciplined in their defence. Because um, Ashling Mar, she will put a free over from anywhere. We've seen her doing it with Dublin against Kilkenny. Um, so she's certainly going to have to be a player to watch. But then you look on the other side, there's 15 players that need to be watched on, on the Dixborough team. Like Kirsty Mar definitely been one of the top goalies in Kilkenny the last couple of years. Um, they've got re-tightened up on their on their on their in their backs as well. I think Quiva Dowling actually going back to the centre back position. I think that I think that was a huge call. Um, and I think it certainly worked. It's just her rhythm, I suppose, the way she kind of is getting back, getting the hand passes out, um, playing a really good role there, centre back. And then I suppose you're looking at Kira Feeling, Kira O'Shea, Avery Garman, whichever one of them is going to be playing in around the midfield. They're so versatile that they can nearly switch all around the place. They can even move up to the half forward line. Um, Jenny Clifford's going to have a huge part to play as well this weekend. You could you could name any of the Dixborough players, but certainly I think for St. Vincent's, it's going to be very interesting who's going to pick up Ashling Maher. Um, I'd be probably throwing the likes of Kira O'Shea on her just to annoy her and dog her for 60 minutes. And I think that's what Kira O'Shea has proved that she's she's well able to do it and she's there's no fear in her. She's like a terrier going around the place. Well, it certainly worked again, Kira O'Connor here the last mm. day. I mean, if you ask Kira just to have one job and go and mark somebody like Ashling, I mean, she will do that for you. Mm. She'll sacrifice her own game like to do that for the team. But you're dead right, I think, about the discipline. And I'm actually turning me back to Donal here because I'm afraid nearly getting the belt off him. Um, one, definitely the discipline. Yeah. Now, on saying that, if St. Vincent's discipline is the same way as St. Martin's was here, Eva Prendergast is certainly yeah. going to punish them. We know mm-hmm. she's brilliant on the freeze. For Dixborough, though, they need to be a little bit more clinical. You know, they need mm-hmm. to start scoring from play, especially in the first half, because we've seen it. If St. Vincent's get any kind of a run... Mm. They won't stop. They will continue to keep going the whole time. And I nearly hate talking about this when the lads are in the room it's here beside so me, like awkward. you know. But um, <laughs> look, they have they have the players. You've already yeah. mentioned them. They can do serious damage if they get the right ball into the forwards. Yeah, well, like I think you know, we don't we have to go back only twelve months ago when we seen the dismantling that unfortunately St. Vincent's gave to Thomastown. Um, they ran right on them, and, and I suppose that's something that you know Dixborough are really going to have to be aware of. It's 
when you're at the start of this game, you have to go from the very start. You can't maybe take 10, 12 minutes to get into this game because those 10, 12 minutes could prove absolutely crucial. And I suppose St. Vincent's going in as champions, um, having the experience of playing in the Leinster final last year, you know, only slightly beaten by, I think it was a Sarsfields Galway bet them in the All-Ireland semi-final last year by a point or two uh, and ran Sarsfields very close in that. You know, they have the experience of that and I suppose they know when they need to be like really clinical in front of that goal. And you're, you're right, I suppose, like, and listen, the lads will probably say this as well. One, two, I think, from play the last day. I understand the weather was, you know, it wasn't the greatest, the greatest uh, weather there. But, you know, I still think that if Dixburg can just keep their head, be fully focused going into the game at the very start, hurl from the get-go, they can't let up at all. The St. Vincent's teams will punish them. But I, I fully think that the last two years, I think they've grown. I think they've built a huge character. I think they're probably still really hurt from the Leinster final against Owl Arthabala, the fact that they came so close and they know themselves they didn't hurt in the first half an hour. And I think that's something that they're going to want to, uh, that's something they're going to want to make events for. Right, we're going to cut short the analysis there for a minute. We're actually going to have a chat to Kay because she's been waiting patiently over there in the corner. No, I haven't. Of course you have, Kay. We cannot do it without it. Um, you've heard what everybody else has, has to say. I mean... Again, a borough woman through and through. You know, yeah. you've watched them play and you've watched a lot of these girls from the time they were knee-high to a grasshopper yeah. all the way up now to playing senior. You yeah. must feel real pride when you see those girls putting on the borough it's, jersey. It's fant- actually fantastic for every chap and girl in the borough club wearing their jersey. Go out there for Friday evening, you see them, under eights, under sixes, under eights. They are f- fabulous children. All the adults out there wish them both boys and girls, Camogie girls, going to the little hurlers, the gentlemen going over to the Camogie girls. Everybody is a full club. There's nobody, we have no stars in our club. Every person is a star in their own right. And as Anya said there a few minutes ago, St. Vincent's might be tall and all. We might be small in stature. We have courage and we have heart and we have hunger. <laughs> I had to say that to you, Anya. <laughs> Well, we you know, have all that. You know what club. the saying goes, Kate, good things come in small packages. Exactly, yeah. And we have it from our goalie up and the sub bench. And I don't actually like that word because I think every player is fantastic. But the subs on the sideline encourages the girls to play more and more and more. And there, when the girls, the 15 are on the field, the subs are nearly on the field with them. With heart and power and everything. Then you see all our supporters around here. And from the most elderly gentleman and lady in the club down to the youngest, they cannot see the borough doing anything wrong. Everything is right. Our mentors here are stunning. Tom Dunhu, when he started this club, as I would say, I remember no child was ever left on the sideline. If they were six years of age, they came and they had their little hurl. And if they hadn't, Tom's bush of the car was opened and there was a hurl there for everyone. And no child would have been ever turned away from the borough, and they never are. I had an ulterior motive. I know, yeah. <laughs> but that's the way it was. Um, you would see little kids coming up along there, dragging the hurl. The hurl would be nearly bigger than them. But they were all so welcome in the borough club. No child has ever turned away from here. You've seen the lads do so well at Leinster competitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, the girls are coming along now. They've mm-hmm. taken up the mantle. What would it mean? to see the girls lift that cup at the weekend and put them into an all-earned semi-final? It'll bring tears to everybody's eyes. It really will. It'll be, it's the icing on any cake. 
to see they have made us very proud and we're very proud of them. But for him to lift it on Sunday, it's like winning the lotto. <laughs> and you know something, I'd probably be the same because yeah. I mean, I know I'm a Kilkenny man true and true. I'm not from the borough for anyone that is listening mm. to this. I am a sleeve room man, but when the teams get going and when I'm at the matches, even the weekend when I was on Leinster duty with the Roar playing, I could not stay neutral. I was mm. still shouting for them. I was shouting for the Dixborough girls here the mm. last day. I, I had Linda Kenny, who was the Leinster chairperson, standing down beside me. And I was even like, that wasn't a right decision. That was a wrong decision by the referee. Like, and poor Linda was giving out to me. Now, Martin, you shouldn't be saying things like that. Like, but that'll tell you, like, yeah. you, you just can't, you do get carried you can't away stay with neutral. The, with the atmosphere. You yeah. do, yeah. Do you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but for months, we'll come out on the right side of it, so we won't really mind. But there will be a lot of tears shed. When we leave the cup on Sunday, we're very determined. Well, there's certainly a, a very determined group of players. Anya, you have a microphone there. You're okay. We, I think it's still working. Um, going along, I'm going to start with you. Predictions for the weekend. How is the girls going to do? Uh, I think they'll do it. I'm going with the borough. <laughs> By, By oh, two points. Two points. So yeah. it's, it's going to be really close. It's going to be close, yeah. But I think they'll do it. You know, I have what, a good what, what areas do you think is going to win it for them? Oh, God. Like, I mean, I know Anya was saying there, there are, um, Vincent's have some very strong players and that was probably a good tip, Kira O'Shea on that girl, Ashling Mar, is it? You were saying, you know, she'd be, she'd be a right one to hound. She's very good at that job. So something like that would be a good idea. Like Kirsty's brilliant in the goals. Like she's just so confident and solid there. So I really feel like, That'll be a big factor. And yeah, Eve on the freeze, I suppose, as well. And she's just great to drive on the team anyway. But if she can do as well as she did last weekend on the freeze, that'll be a big factor as well, I suppose. And just overall, uh, they're just a great bunch of girls and they drive each other on from 1 to 15. And um, yeah, I've every faith that they'll do the job on Sunday. I'm not going to ask Ted and Donal, obviously, for their predictions <laughs> because they're involved in the team and we know what it's going to be like. So, Neve, I'm going to skip over to you. How do you think the match is going to go the weekend? Um, well, I have full faith in you know, to do it. Um, Hang on now, one sec. I need to find which one you're on. Go again. Um, I there we have go. full faith in Dixborough coming out on top. Um, just see the effort that's went in all year from management to players. Um Genuinely, there hasn't been a year like this in the club. Just everyone has put 100% into it and like they're going to give it everything. I know we're hearing that um, Vincent's are strong, but Dixborough are well good enough to win this match and I could see them win by three or four points. Okay, well, that's yep. a fairly decent, but it's still close enough, but still yeah. enough wiggle room there to, to get over the line. Yeah. Tom, how do you think it's going to go? <laughs> When he starts laughing, there's something good going to come out now, so there is. Listen to Anya talking about Vince's there, I don't think we'll turn up at all. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Anya. Oh, yeah. so, so, uh, uh, sorry, so sorry about that. I'm trying to bring you back down a bit here. Um, I find um, every match um, at this time of the year is going to be very close. But as I said, Earlier in the conversation, I think this is the best bunch of players I ever saw in Dixborough from 1 to 15 and whatever, 6, 7 subs that we have as well that are being used over the year. And I think that's where we're going to be. We're just well balanced from 1 to <coughs> 20, 25. I think that's something that we never had really. 
you know, but we were just well balanced. And I know there'd be times we'd be given out about this girl or that girl, and next thing she pops up with two points, or somebody else pops up with the points, you know, be, be saying that such and such a girl is quiet, or this one is quiet, and next thing, bang, balls over the bar, balls in the net. And that's what it takes. I think it takes to win a, a match when you're not going well and you pop up with that score that brings it on. And I think that's what makes this team very, very good. Are you reading my mind or something? Because I was doing the exact same thing to Anya. Uh, or it was actually to Lillian behind me. Um, the last day, I mean, again, we were standing over there and I'm like, Dixborough is in trouble. They need a kind of a goal to get things going. And this was only coming into the second half. You went the first half, no score from play. Okay, you were getting the freeze. The next thing, Jenny Clifford pops up with a goal and my my, th- my chain of thought just turned immediately. And as soon as that goal came, I said, right, they're not going to let it go now. That's one thing that never bothers me, whether you get a score from play or not. Doesn't it? No. And I tell you why. Because if you're getting 10 frees, you're making a score. You're there. You're in a position to get it and that's why you're fouled. They won't foul you for nothing. So they won't. So if you can keep scoring your points, and it also helps if you get a score from play. If you have a um, one player that can score two points and one can, it helps a big bit. But I'd never mind not getting a score from play because you're making the score, you're in the position, you're being fouled and you're up in the right end of the field. Yeah, it never looks at it that way. That, 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 no. Yeah. Let's think I don't, don't be watching matches. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Do you know where I come yeah, from? Yeah, no, I, do, I, yeah. I, I don't ever mind that. And in the first half here, particularly in the first half, I was not one bit worried that Martins were going to beat us at any stage. So I wasn't. Particularly because we, we were in the position. Like, the last time I had seen them, the bet is out the gate. You know, three years ago when we were down there, the bet is out to get. I know they were probably short a few from that and we were after getting much better. But I did not feel at any stage in the semi-final that we were in trouble. We were causing them problems all the time. They were fouling us and we were scoring. They didn't score for 14 minutes, was it? Yeah. Mm. I know they got three points real quick. But previously in the Leicester Championship, in the first, the only game we had here, we had the game fairly tied up before half time, but what do you call them? It's got four points before half time and St. Jude's. St. Jude's. St. Jude's. Mm. Mm. And they got four points real quick. But when we came out after half time, then we got on top of them again. <coughs> and uh, But at no stage, for a change with me now, at no stage that I think the Martins were going to be is during the game the last day. Well, I'm going to come to Donald next. I'm not going to ask him for a prediction, but I am going to ask him. Do you get nervous with the team? I get nervous with him. <laughs> um, no, I, to be honest, like I, I don't. We have the easy job, you know. Where it's the players who are out on the field have to, they have to perform. All we can do is just help them to perform as much as we can. But really, they have the, they have the hard job to do. Now we've been lucky with the twenty twenty five involved. They're all very committed. I mean, the, one of the, one of the measures of of success I think really is how we retain players and we've hardly lost a player in the last four or five years which is, which is great you know and you have you have you know you have strong characters you have to blend them into the team um, there's a, a a kind of thing I think that illustrates the, the team itself as we had we had a young a young player started off this year and did very well Tara McGrath did very well 
and was unfortunate to lose out in her position when some of the other players came back. Now, she came on in a match, and I think it was against Piltown, and the cheer that she got from the other subs when she came on was a sign of how tight a group we are. And I don't, we're not, you're not, it could be great to win, but that's not what the measure of the success really is, is that we have 20, 25, 30 players who die for the, die for the club. And that's really, I think, what, the, what we've built. Ted, I'm going to come to you. You were raising your eyebrows there a few minutes ago when Tom wasn't a bit worried about the first half, the last day here. I, I don't think you're agreeing with him, are you? It's either I'm a natural warrior, he's at this a lot longer than I am. <laughs> so uh, it could be that, uh, yeah, I, when you're on the sideline, you'll, you'll tend to look for things that can go wrong and see, try and see what's coming. Um, so I might, I might be a little bit more of a warrior than Tom would be, and I didn't think I'd say that. Do you get nervous at matches? Not really, no. I mean, it's very different being on a sideline than ever playing. It's it's out of your control to a certain extent. But um, I don't think nerves so much. You'd, uh, you'd, be, you'd be a bit antsy and you'd be on edge a bit, but more for uh, waiting for it to start. That'd be about it. But uh, no, not nerves. We've got... The predictions, it's all coming down now to the last couple of days, the build-up, the lead-in to it. You've been here before, not within the, the club sense of things, but when you're coming into even an all-iron final, it's near enough the same thing. You're building up your couple of days out, your mindset. What were you thinking before? What's your mind thinking the week of a big match? I suppose, listen, every player is going to probably play the match over in their in their heads nearly a hundred times before the, the match actually comes and they're probably going to bed at night and dreaming of catching the last ball of the, the game to throw over the winning point and you know I think they're just probably thinking a lot about it the one thing I would say to them to the girls is like don't overthink it um, enjoy it. it it's a huge occasion for the club it's a huge occasion for the players their families for everybody involved and I think the main thing that they can do is just really go out and enjoy it and I think you know, a team is performing at its best when they're enjoying the game that they love. And I think that's going to be a huge thing for, for this group of girls as well. And um, you're right, Kay, Vincent's are big girls, but you're you're dead right, Dixborough have. They're small, but they're, by God, they're courageous. They're one team I hate playing against, no matter when it is, because there's always going to be, like we've often played you in all county leagues and you could be missing seven or eight players and we could be going out with our, <laughs> with our best 15 and... We still get now a lesson or two in it, but and I think that just goes to show that the strength and depth that is in the panel there, even when you know you don't have your your big named players, if you want to call them. Um, yeah, it's it's a huge occasion. They are obviously going to be nervous, but I think don't overthink the game. Enjoy it. Um, put everything else to the back of their mind. Um, obviously, listen, they, they're going to want to win it, but I think you know winning the county final was probably the goal that was set at the start of the year and everything after that is a bonus. That's the way that I would be looking at it myself. Um, but obviously when you're there, you, you certainly want to win it. Um, and I think that's going to be the most important thing. Just enjoy it. Don't overthink it. Don't be overthinking every pass you make. Camogie's a simple game. We try to complicate it ourselves, but I think just to keep everything as simple as possible, Dixborough have the hurdles without a doubt. They're definitely the best team in the county the last three four years I know last year 
Thomastown, you know, defeat them, but, you know, everybody, the team on everybody's mind last year was Dixborough, and I think they're just growing strength and strength, even through their juvenile section as well, and it's great to see, and they're producing some spectacular players, and, you know, I do think that keep their heads focused, enjoy the game. I do think they will come out with a victory, but it is going to be an extremely tight game, and they'll have to hurt for the full 60 minutes. Um, and I think they've certainly learned a lot, lot over the last two years um, from the Owlark game. And I think that they'll certainly carry that into this weekend. All roads lead to Carlo the weekend. Netwatch, Cullen mm-hmm. Park, 2.45pm throw-in. It's going to be preceded by the intermediate final. Now, we were hoping to have a Carlo Kilkenny final here mm-hmm. between Moishal and the Roar Nastique. It didn't happen. Yeah. We have O'Moores of Leash and Nafina of Meath. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's two obscure teams in the final, but you're nearly always guaranteed to have, would say, one of the the tier one counties in a final. That's no disrespect to anybody else. So it's great to see Leach and Meath competing Mm -hmm. at the intermediate stage. We've seen no Moors play against the Roar. We haven't seen Nafina play, Mm -hmm. but still it's going to be a tight game, I'd say. Certainly is going to be a tight game. And I suppose, listen, Roar and Steve probably had a tough run into that. They went three, four games, weeks in a row and ended up bringing a county final and a Leinster quarter final to extra time. And you just knew by them that the legs were just getting tired. And, you know, it's, you know, it's unfortunate for them. But yeah, listen, it's a huge occasion for both Nafina and for both O'Moors. And looking at O'Moors last weekend, they've some really fantastic players they're very, very strong and, you know, I, I can't make comments on Fina. I haven't seen them at all. I don't know what they're like, but if they're beating Michel of Carlo, they'd be considered a very, very good team as well. So it'll be very interesting. We're, we're looking forward to two really good games this weekend, I think. I know. Imagine this time next year, I'll actually be presenting the cup. No, fair play to you, Martin. That's scary. Yeah, you have to wear a suit that day. Stop. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that didn't hear that case said, as long as I'm giving it to the borough, she doesn't mind. Although I have to say now, the junior final was on yesterday and it was actually in Kilcormac, Kalahi's ground. Obviously, yeah, it is very poignant of the fact that the week that it was in is that Ashley Murphy played in uh, a Leinster final um, with Kilcormac, Kalahi, the player of the match, perpetual trophy is named after. It was lovely to have the game in our home venue. Her dad was there yesterday as well. How that man is still standing after the last couple of weeks that he had was a joy to him and he actually presented the, the trophy then as well yesterday um, knocking Anna it's their fourth time lifting mm-hmm. a piece of silverware so they go on now into the junior A all Ireland semi-final which I think is against Tara of London which I think there's actually a couple of Kenny players that may be involved in that so we're going researching because I Grace definitely Grace O'Donnell Yeah and I know Helen Murphy from Glenmore is definitely over yeah. there as well Yeah um, So we have a, a couple of Kenny connections there mm-hmm. but Linda actually presented four pieces of silverware to them in her term as office Wow So if mm-hmm. Dixborough can start kicking things off the weekend coming <laughs> I'm going to be a very happy Kenny man I think <laughs> be great be great to see and best of luck to everybody involved lads the very best of luck you've not just got the flag flying for Dixborough but you've got the flag flying for Kilkenny as well so no pressure on you there but honestly the very best of luck for you and to be listen to be fantastic to see see you go all the way but we'll take it one step at a time as you say I'm, I'm waiting for Tom to turn around now and tell me that t- uh, pressure is only for tyres yeah because <laughs> <laughs> Go, go again. We can't say. Who was probably the most nervous manager of all time? I can't get this yoke. Are we going again? Mm-hmm. Which one have we? <laughs> now what have you? 
I, I can't say pressure is for tires because I was probably the most nervous manager of all time. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, right. You, you, you never showed it, though, really. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Poor Tom's getting an awful battered in here tonight, <laughs> so he is. <laughs> oh, no, I, I would be very nervous uh, coming, uh, coming to the match tomorrow and the match, and particularly when the lads will be playing. I'd be very nervous. And I found when I give up being a manager, worse. Yeah. <laughs> because when you be the manager of a team... Now, let's know because their own lads are playing now. You're focusing on everybody. You make sure that everything is right, that your selectors are okay, your team is okay, that you have your herds, you have your balls, all that. But when you give up playing then and your own are playing, still playing, mm-hmm. you're at a match and you're saying, what's she doing now? What's he doing now? You know, you're just focusing on your own yeah. and, and that. But I was very nervous manager, I have to say. <laughs> Well, I hope you won't be too nervous now at the weekend. Ooh, <laughs> I can't say that. I wish I was like Donald. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, well, I, I, Donald and Ted, I wish he really, really wish he, I didn't ever think after we got relegated down to junior, how many years ago it was out in Clara the evening, that we'd be back strong and we'd win three senior championships. And probably, we probably should have four, Donald. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that, Donald. No. But um, you know, that, uh, yeah, and you have to give the boys credit because we were down, we were bad at that time. We were down big time, so we were. And you also have to give Jim Kerry great credit for getting uh, the lads to where they are today. He handed on the baton to Donald and Ted and them, and thanks be God they carried it on very good. They certainly the did. As, 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 as bad and all as we are, I, I wouldn't put in a low blow like that now. Well, I would. <laughs> 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 well, it is coming to that time of the evening here in Dixborough GAA Club. It has been a pleasure to be here in the company of Donald, Ted, Tom, Neve, Anya, and Kay. I'm going to give the last word to yourself. Give me the predictions because that is what we're here for—to listen to your predictions every week, whether you get them where right my or wrong. Is, is, is it in a is it in a quick getaway position out there? Hold that up to your um, fa- uh, mouth now, first. And no, on- <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, no, honestly, I think I think this year we've certainly seen a completely different Dixborough to what we've probably seen over the last couple of years. I think the girls have certainly grown an awful lot um, and I think mentally as well and I think their attitude has certainly changed. And I think that's from you know being successful and being probably you know at the, the top seed team in the county and I suppose like with that you know for a lot of teams it does come a lot of pressure but I think these girls have certainly showed that they've grown a, an awful lot and I think you know they've, they've had the experience of a Leinster final before and I think if they can just as I said earlier just enjoy it remain cool calm and collective going into the game I do think they will come away with a victory I think it's going to be a tight affair the one thing about Dixborough if you look at them all the matches this year they don't panic they don't panic at all it was the all county league semi-final against Winegap out in Tullerone and Winegap got off to a really really good start Dixborough didn't panic and, and they don't panic. And, and I think that just goes to show how much they've grown and, you know, the characters that they've built within this squad um, over the last couple of years. But, and I do think that they will come away with a victory. Well, we're certainly going to look forward to it. And hopefully, all going well, we will be bringing you the game live with ourselves on KCLR at the weekend as well. But it is Dixborough taking on 
St. Vincent's of Dublin in the AIB Leinster Senior Club semi-final, club final rather, I should say, from Netwatch Cullen Park. Tickets have to be pre-bought before you head to the match. It's only up the road. We're encouraging every Kilkenny person to get behind Dixborough. They're not only representing themselves, but as Anya said, they are flying the flag for Kilkenny. And actually, even at the game yesterday, there was an awful lot of people from Wicklow and even from Leash from different clubs because you could see the different colours that actually came to support the teams that was playing as well. So we're encouraging everybody from Kilkenny to get out and support the girls at the weekend. To Donal and to uh, Ted, the very best of luck to ye at the weekend as well. We have your backs. We'll be backing ye all the way. We'll give you as much promotion as we can as well at the weekend. Like we can do, try and get the support there as well. We can't do it for ye. You have to do that yourselves. But hopefully next week we can be having some champions in the studio with us along with a piece of silverware as well, which will be great because next week is going to be a big week for us. We will be announcing the Come On Kind Team of the Year nominees live Mm -hmm. from the studio in KCLR and without a few, I I think just one or two Dixborough players actually made it onto... uh, the, uh, the the nominations this year but um, we will be doing that next Monday uh, we'll be announcing it and you'll be able to hear that um, as normal on the Tuesday when the podcast goes out live um, through all of the channels that you get your podcast from and we will be also announcing how you can get involved because we want to hear from you we will give you three nominations for who you think is going to be the player of the year for senior intermediate and junior there will be a vote on the KCLR socials for you to get involved and you could have your say who's going to be this year's Come On Kind Senior, Intermediate or Junior Player of the Year. Will the senior player be coming here to Dixborough? Well, we'll have to find out. We will be coming to Dixborough because we will be bringing you the event live here on Friday the 1st of December where we will announce the best 45 club players in the county at senior, intermediate and junior level. The place will be packed and hopping here as it was last year. And we are hoping, which I think it is almost confirmed, we will be streaming it live from here as well again this year. So I'll have to dust off, I suppose, the old waistcoat and that to be respectable. You know yourself? The jerseys, I have to say, though, are lovely this year. Put, put up that microphone. The jerseys are lovely. Yeah, jerseys are deadly. Um, Joyce's are really, really nice. And thanks to, are we now allowed? We can, uh, yes, we can. Michael Saunders Electrical and the Hope and Hotel. Yep. Uh, for kindly um, getting in behind us and sponsoring the, the jerseys this year and the Come On Kind Team of the Year. It's um, it's a bit of a headache this year. It's probably, I think it's probably the biggest headache out of the last, this is our third year. This is the third year, Jonas. Fourth is, year. Yeah. Fourth year. Is, is it, it fourth, fourth year? Third. Third year. Third. This is probably the, the toughest one because I think we've certainly seen a really good standard of Camogie this year throughout all the grades. And some, you know, it's great to see a lot of club players' names um, turn into the fold and a lot of new names coming into the mix as well. So, yeah, it's really good to see. And it's going to be it's going to be an interesting week of fighting. I'm turning off the phone. Yeah. Definitely. I don't want to hear any more about it, yeah. you know. It's great. No, it's great. <laughs> no, it will be great. So that is coming next week. Right, that is it. We're going to wrap it up here from Dixborough GEA Club here in Town. We wish Dixborough the very best of luck in their upcoming Leinster final at the weekend. Hopefully they can do it. And as we said, we look forward to whatever happens one way or another. We will be reviewing 
the weekend's action and announcing our Come On Coins Team of the Year nominees next week. You can tune in as always. Download your podcast wherever you get them from. Apple, Spotify, you name it. Put on that little notification and when we go live, you will be able to hear everything that's going on. But for myself, from Anya, from Donald, Ted, Tom, Neve, Anya and Kay, from Dixborough GAA Club here, it's goodbye from us all. Thank you. Bye. 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 This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh